Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Ah, uh, sorry. It's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. And then the hurt child became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. It's funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She, like, hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. Yeah, I've had an interesting week in terms of parts. I uh, did the parts mapping that I mentioned to you with the oh, yeah. you know, cards and um, came up with, I think I made like almost 40 flashcards. So pretty... Uh, Pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, what was interesting is that in doing that, I definitely felt like an increase in clarity and agency over my healing journey. Nice. Yeah, which was which is a good feeling. Um, however, I then proceeded to make a couple layouts of cycles in my life uh, with regard to sexuality and money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And when I say money, I, I kind of mean just like the broad range of money in my life, such like meaning like responsibilities that impact my finances. Mm -hmm. So that might be like uh, spending money responsibly, like buying new tires for my car or like updating my registration or yeah. paying my taxes, <clears throat> working, you know, all sorts of stuff. And what I found out was that when I created that cycle, when I kind of listed it out, I actually felt very like overwhelmed and depressed by the whole thing. Hmm. Um, if you want, I can kind of give you a taste of what that cycle is. Sure, sure. Yeah, let's see. I thought it was in here. Oh, I folded it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just one moment. I'm like not wanting to give you a bunch of editing to do after this. <laughs> That's right. I usually, it's no big deal. Okay. 
Yeah, so let's see. Okay, so I'll start the cycle at things get too bad to ignore. <clears throat> so like things are really tricky in my life to the point that I'm like, I got to focus on my finances and like my responsibilities and like take care of a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. So then I start focusing on tasks. Well, when I do that, I face anxiety and a sense of overwhelm. And, um, also, I feel this sense of like, if I focus on all these tasks, I'll feel exposed. Like the fact that I've let things get so bad, my shame will be exposed, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then also the fear that I won't be able to do all the tasks or that even if I do them, I won't do them consistently in life and things will get back to a very bad state. So there's that fear of my shame being exposed again in the future, right? And then with that uh, overwhelm, there's also this like almost convulsive state my body wants to go into where if I let myself feel it, my eyes will roll back in my head and my body will jerk around, you know. So there's some kind of trauma there for sure. And um, what I tend to do with all these big feelings is just override them with focus, with using Adderall and using like organizational techniques to kind of get a sense of what I need to get done and just try to focus on it, you know? Yeah. But what will happen is that like I get into some of my managerial parts, you know, and I don't feel like myself. I lose my peace, my sense of joy, spaciousness. And I, I can spend days and weeks and even a month or two in this state of like driven, imbalanced. Like I can't relax. Yeah. And I'm not really enjoying my days. So. Eventually I get over that and like, I kind of collapse and spend a lot of time resting and recovering. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I, I get back that sense of myself and that peace in my body. And it's really lovely, you know? Yeah. And then I have this, this, uh, part that I basically just trusts that everything's going to work out. Like I don't need to focus on my responsibilities because, you know, some some miracle will happen where all my my debts get paid or um my my psychological healing will take place in time for me to take care of business without going bankrupt or something yeah um and so then because i'm trusting it'll all work out my exiles are at peace and i'm just like good but i'm not focusing on my responsibilities so my life starts to fall apart we're back to stage one my critics get pissed off my exiles start panicking. I suppress all that as best I can for as long as I can until things get too bad to ignore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're back to the start. And, um, I've done that my whole life, you know, at least since I was like 14 or something, since I was old enough to have responsibilities that stressed me out, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead. So when you're, looking at this cycle do you i mean are you are you considering all of those things parts and are those yes. and are those all parts that you feel like you have some connection with or some ability to talk to or some like feel like they're outside of your reach hmm Um, let me go in order really quickly. 
my overwhelm anxiety part is a part that when I focus on it, I tend to get blended with it. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than be able to really have a good conversation with it. Because for me, it's concerns are so real that I don't, yeah, I, I can't get any distance from it. It feels like, um, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. Did you want to stop there or do you want me to keep thinking about the other parts? Or I was just wondering, uh, you know, what, what your communication is like with, with, uh, that whole system, that whole dynamic of parts. Yeah, so I'm not really sure. I mean, the thing is, it kind of feels like there are two camps, right? And on one side is passivity and rest and denial. And on the other side is action and responsibility and drivenness. And they both want to take over my life. You know, these these groups of parts want to blend with me. Mm-hmm. And they have opposite goals. Well, they have the same goal to protect me, right? But they have opposite methods. And um, and it, what's interesting to me is it's such an obvious polarization because I hate getting started focusing on practical stuff because I know I'm going to get sucked in and suffer so much. Mm. You know? And so I have these parts that are like, we're not even going to go there. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then my productive parts are like, we cannot relax now that we have control because if we relax, these, these super lazy parts are going to take over and we're not going to get anything done for months. Yeah. So everyone like wants to rest control permanently, you know? Yeah. I think it's one of the most common just protector dynamics is, you know, get stuff done. Don't get stuff done. Like... I just, I hear that in a lot of people, myself included. Oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really like, I have a, I have an IFS session tomorrow and I'm, I'm wanting to work with the part of me that gets so overwhelmed that I experience like convulsions, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's been around for a very long time in my life and it's triggered by things that are complicated or things that require effort over long periods of time. In other words, consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if I hear someone play a complicated guitar riff, I'll feel this part start to come up because I feel like I should be able to play that riff. But when I picture myself trying to play it, my whole body just like freaks out. Um, It's the same thing with like having mapped all my parts and I started thinking about like what to, to work on. It's like, or if my therapist says like, could you check in with this part every day for the next two weeks? Yeah. I just want to convulse and just like fucking, I like just freak out, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, I can't, I cannot do that for two weeks, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be an interesting part to get to know better. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm kind of um, in a very like analytical frame of mind right now, rather than like a getting to know parts frame of mind. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're aware of that, but I think the reason for that is because I feel so overwhelmed with how many parts there are to get to know. Mm-hmm. 
and um and because i'm blended with the part that feels like financial ruin is just around the corner and so it's like i don't have time to focus on the wrong part or you know go down a, a rabbit trail that's not going to be fruitful you know yeah 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 makes sense yeah Hmm. Well, um, I mean, I agree with you that getting that, that there's importance in kind of talking to the right parts in the right order so that you're not, you know, shooting yourself in the foot or bringing up things that you can't deal with right now or getting backlash. Mm -hmm. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to me. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's good to hear that mirroring. Yeah, and <clears throat> and um, having a lot of parts. I know I hear that come up with a lot of people too. It's come up with me too. It's like, yeah, forty sounds like a sounds. I mean, I I could I probably have come up with forty of my own. Um, I think one silver lining yeah. one silver lining is that the patterns um, you know they can often kind of be grouped into managers, firefighters, exiles kind of stuff, and you start seeing the patterns and start seeing the um, the polarities, the common dynamics of polarities, mm. and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, these might be two different parts wrestling with two different issues but they're a lot like these other two parts and you're able to kind of yes uh approach them with just a handful of techniques rather than having to you know reinvent the wheel right yeah that's great man i appreciate that because i also did the cycle of how i deal with my sexuality and it was like almost identical mm. to how i deal with my productivity and uh that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, I have exiles that cause my participation to be painful. And then that means that I reject the whole enterprise, but then that causes a backlash because I'm not getting my needs met. So I re-engage, but it's very painful, right? So it kind of, right. and it's, a, it's the same thing with both of these issues. And so it really clearly comes down to the exiles driving the protector's behaviors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you, I think further, you could, you could probably categorize those protectors as either firefighters or managers. And, you know, it might not always be the same mm. one leading to the other, but that would be a way to, to see, uh, you know, certain types of firefighters or managers coming up because of the exile, certain type of, you know, you might consider this convulsing, a type of firefighter perhaps um the convulsing is interesting because it feels like an exile but maybe it's not you know so yeah. i mean we could try to get to know that part tonight that'd be interesting sure sure i'm definitely feeling some curiosity it's a good good place to start 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you want to jump in? Yeah. Let's okay. Do it. Let me recline my recliner. Yeah, and I'll start a little timer for a minute of meditation. Okay, great. So the part that comes up with convulsing when you're feeling overwhelmed, can you find that in or around your body? Yeah, I'm feeling it now and it's kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like this trapped energy vibrating throughout my whole nervous system. Okay. And as you focus on it, how do you feel towards it? Uh, I feel curious. Okay. <clears throat> and if you let it know that you're curious and you'd like to get to know it better, have a conversation with it, how does it respond to that? I think I have a blanking out part mm -hmm. coming up. I think it's my little cloud part. I don't know if you know about him. <laughs> he's, he's really cute. It's just this little kid uh, up in a cloud with his face poking out, you know, and he, he puts me in this meditative state where I'm just floating above any of the feelings of, mm. of the part I'm trying to get to know. Yeah. So I'm just kind of um, acknowledging his presence. Yeah. And the funny thing about the way that he blocks me out is I feel so good when he blocks me out. Mm. And when I connect with him, he seems genu genuinely, like, so joyful. Yeah. And his vibe is kind of like he loves me a lot and he just like wants to make sure things are going to be okay. Yeah. Man, I'm like I'm like going to start crying. Oh, so sweet. Sounds, sounds sweet. Yeah. You could ask uh what his concerns are about you connecting with the convulsing part. <laughs> now I've got this other part that's like jiggling my right leg around like in the most uh, peculiar way and just pulling me away from the cloud just trying to distract me <sighs> I feel like a madman right now <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they all have their purpose. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him. See what he's concerned about. Mm. 
But it just says you're going into a dark place. Mm. And he doesn't even want the cloud to know about it. And, what, and what's your response to that? Well, I feel tears coming again because that's so kind. Yeah. I'm just really touched by that. Ooh. Yeah. I just feel very loved, sort of like by like a really good older brother or something. Hmm. Oh, what a delight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man should I like just show him let him know that I appreciate him or? yeah that's always a good good thing to do um, <clears throat> yeah just kind of ask if he'd be willing to <clears throat> step back so you can get to know this other part and just keep listening to how he's how he reacts yeah, I'm going to ask him if it's okay to talk to the cloud as long as we make sure the cloud isn't isn't here for the dark stuff. Mm. Yeah, he's he's going to go be with the cloud. Yeah. But I'm going to let the cloud know what's going on. Just letting the cloud know that his his uh, protector can jump in at any time and help me out if things get too dark. And that I've got you and I've got lots of self-energy and it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, is he okay with that? Okay, he's. I think he's blending with me again because I feel like kind of my awareness is high up in my physical head and mm-hmm. feel very lofty. Hmm. Let's see what's going on. Oh. He's saying he doesn't want me to die. Yeah. You could try... Uh... Letting him know uh, your age. Mm. Some seven? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) 
As soon as I said I was 28, I just saw him like looking up, like in awe, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think he was looking at another part of me that's trying to act super big because I can see them both in third person. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting back on his level himself. Just letting him know that I I have a part that feels like it's dying or might die. But it's not me. I'm not going to die, and neither is the part. It just feels that way, and we're going to try to help it feel better. Right. He's really happy about that. You know, it's funny, whenever I get to know parts, it just makes me cry really hard. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Are you? Yeah. It's It's a real connection that has been, you know, not so strong our whole lives. And now it's like, oh, I can just connect like this yeah it's these precious mm-hmm. precious beings they're so full-fledged you know it's just yeah. like so rich it reminds me of um i don't know if you've seen the video of the baby that hears its mom talking for the first time using hearing aids and oh sure yeah crying and it's just got that really classic frown it's so beautiful yeah it's exactly yeah. how i feel hmm. Yeah. Okay, so he's happy to let us get to another convulsing part now. Great. Yeah, so see if you can reconnect with that part, focus in on it, that vibrating all over the body part. Mm. Let it know you're curious and ask it what it wants you to know about it. It's really, really, really scared of dad. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. It's got me like holding my breath. Just let him know that makes sense to you. And you're okay with him revealing that to you? Mm. Let's see. I mean, I am, but I I really want to check with my protectors here because this is sacred ground. Sure. I'm hearing a part say, like, no, this is, it's time to face this, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. And just to, you know, to kind of de-escalate a little, it's like, well, you already did face it. You just did, you know, and 
you've already done a lot of work just in our conversation here. So, um, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to go to the bottom of the deep end or anything. We can, it's one, one step at a time. Yeah, we can be gentle. Right. You can always say, okay, I'm done. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, James. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just asking if there's anything else you want me to know. Just getting that like life is fear and suffering. And anxiety he's not using this word but like hypervigilance is the sense that i'm getting yeah like life is like expectation of doom you know and does he feel that's like... gonna kill me that's what i'm hearing okay sorry does he feel like you understand him or understand his pain Yeah, I think he does. Okay, just check with him and, and just see if there's anything more he, he'd like to show you about, you know, about that fear of your dad and what that looks like, what, where that might have, you know, it's just that there's anything else he wants to show you about that. And you don't have to share any of it with me. Yeah. He's just uh, showing me, like, that nothing he does is good enough. Yeah. And he doesn't know when dad's going to freak out. And that dad's an idiot, but he can't confront dad because then he'll definitely get hurt. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel as you learn all this about him and his situation? How do you feel towards him? Feel sad for him? Mm -hmm. What's your proximity like? Can you, how are you being with him? Uh, My proximity is that we're sharing my body. Um, now I can see him on the floor, maybe three to five feet in front of me, cross-legged, looking down at the floor. Yeah. Facing away, kind of, mostly. Yeah. I can feel... that he's kind of like a mixed state of sadness, dissociation, submission, fear. Yeah. He doesn't know how to be, so he's just on the floor small, you know? That makes sense, right? He doesn't, 
that he doesn't know how to be is, is okay, right? Mm-hmm. You might see if you can just deepen your connection with him, kind of reveal yourself to him, you know, show him, show him who you are, again, your age. I don't know that you're there for him. Yeah, I'm blended with a younger part that feels insecure about how old I am and feels like I'm just a little kid and I can't really help. You know, like if mm-hmm. I tell him I'm old, I'm trying to, like, I feel like I'm trying to convince him I'm old and he's going to know that I'm really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is actually another part of me that carries the burden of believing I'm just a kid, which I got from my older sisters condescending me and Yeah. And it's normal treating to, me like a baby. It's normal to have a lot of parts that are just kids, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming this part sitting cross legged is young. Yeah. Yeah, I think the cross-legged part is like 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's any other parts that are you're feeling blended with or feeling younger specific, especially, I would ask them to just give you some space to work with the 14-year-old, let, let the other parts know you're happy to work with them another time. Just mm. mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm back with a fourteen year old. Is there any more that yeah. you want, any more he wants to show you to to make sure that you really understand how he's how he's experiencing things? So now I'm convulsing and my eyes are rolled back in my head. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You just ask him not to overwhelm you. That you want to help him, but it's easiest when he's not trying to take over. Mm, yeah. And he would, and would he be okay with that? So now I'm seeing him convulse on the floor. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting communicated to is that he's like in terror. Like, yeah. And I guess what I'm feeling as I observe that is how can I possibly help someone in that level of terror? Yeah. Um, and then I also feel like 
the world is unsafe, so why would I try to convince them that it's not unsafe? Yeah, we're not going to... I don't think we're going to try to convince them about the world. We just... The, the focus is on your relationship with him. Okay. And I think if you're if you're not sure how to help, that's okay. And and that's even okay to let him know that you see you see him in this extreme state. You don't like that. You're not a hundred percent sure how to help, but you're but you're there and you're listening. Mm. and that you're okay with it you know you're okay with it and him being the way he is doesn't doesn't make you want to reject him mm. You might ask him. One second. <laughs> oh, whoa. I just, um, after you said that, it doesn't make me want to reject him. Yeah. He just, like, bear hug the hell out of me yeah <laughs> beautiful yeah oh. <sighs> mm. Mm. and I just see him like trembling like he's not used to having anyone touch him yeah and even that hug was like more of a desperate, powerful thing than it was like a rich, warm, settling yeah. in kind of thing. Like he's, he's reverberating mm -hmm. with the touch, you know, it's like the hypersensitivity. And you're okay with so all of that? Of, yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of emanating self-energy. Great, great. Showing compassion. I'm hearing a part inside kind of panicking, like that we're not going to actually help him at all. Like he will have had this encounter with someone who was really nice to him, but then he'll have no change at all. Mm -hmm. And he'll almost be hurt sure. by that experience. Mm -hmm. Because the things he worries about are just as real to him now as they were before he met me. And they will be when the session's over and I go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... 
That's the process is to invite him to come with you. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, if you'd like to, you might um, ask if he if if he wants to do that. If he wants to come with you to be in the present time. I don't think he's ready for that yet. Is there anything he'd like for you to do for him back in his time? Or with him? He wants to kill Dan. Okay. But he feels guilty about that. That makes sense. And scared of his own desired. Uh, and then he, instead of wanting to kill dad, thinks maybe he could just kill himself. Hmm. And, uh, and what's your response to that? Just a lot of compassion. Great. Yeah, he's kind of saying it's me or him, you know. And in your system, um, you know, you don't, your father doesn't live in your system. So there is, there is another option where he can be with you and not have to deal with that. He doesn't believe you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, I'm, and yeah. I'm not talking about wiping his memory either. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about erasing memories. I'm just mm -hmm. talking about uh, letting go of, of some of the pain and some of the fear around them just by updating <laughs> and by kind of moving into the present with you. And developing a relationship with you in which, when he is afraid, he has you reliably to go to. For those hugs. The hugs thing kind of got him. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe I could believe we could, you know, figure this out if, if I know I can get some hugs, you know. Yeah, I mean, and that might be something that you just do with him right now. Just, you know, you said the first one was felt desperate. I mean, you just can try yeah, some other, try some <laughs> other ones. He's enjoying the hug and it's really meaningful, but he's also got this dual awareness of, he's aware of his physical back, like 
like he feels like he can get stabbed, you know, by my dad at any moment like, yeah. while this hug is happening. Yeah, that might be something we can help him with, unburdening that feeling in his body. Mm. Yeah. He might yeah. ask. Go ahead. It's just funny because he wants to run and freeze and kill and fawn. You know, he like he, anything. He's just ready to survive using whichever strategy seems appropriate. Yeah. Including killing himself, I'm hearing him say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, you can just try to invite him to come with you. Let him know he could go to a fantasy place. He could come to the present day. You know, there's it doesn't have to be in that. I just actually put my dad into a room that we can both see into. Uh huh. I, I, that happened very spontaneously. Okay. And my dad is like a raging bull inside the room, but we're feeling safe looking at him from the outside together. Great. Yeah, and, and that's something you can do for you you did for him, right? I mean you can your clarity on the system enables you to kind of sort those things out. Yeah. And what I'm getting now is that he can hear my dad's criticisms through the glass. Uh-huh. So he doesn't feel as physically threatened, but he still feels existentially threatened you know like his ego you know like yeah is there something he would like for you to do to help with that is there something you could do with this dad's criticism Yeah, I just put like a converter on the on the. <laughs> Sorry, it's like right. a converter, uh, like an audio converter that kind of takes whatever my dad is saying and just kind of flips it and makes it into the opposite content. Uh huh. You know. Sure. So if my dad's saying, you know, you're good for nothing, it would. My part would hear, you know, you could do anything you you want to do in this life, and yeah, you know, I'm proud of you, and you know, it matters what you want and who you are. Yeah, and you're that converter. Sure. So that's what you're offering. This part is your. You can you converting that world for him. Mm. Yeah, and also so it's also something that he can know is possible. You know, is to he can toy with the messages that he hears in life. You know, if he and wants, he, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I think yes and yeah. <laughs> yes and like he can also just be a kid and you can do that for him. 
Yeah. Yeah, you have relative omnipotence in this situation. And that's why, <laughs> you know, you can invite him to go to a fantasy place. You can you can really help him out in ways that he wasn't able to help himself. Yeah, you know, I was just I just started telling him like if you want we can go somewhere else and then if you ever need encouragement you can come back here to the conversion machine and <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um and so it's kind of an irony, you know. That um you know, I visit this place to feel better even, you know. Mm. Yeah, he said he's happy to go somewhere with me. Anywhere he likes. Fantasy, present day. Just go ahead and take him there. Oh, he said he's a little afraid my dad's going to come with. Mm-hmm. Mm. He sees my dad is all powerful. Because I yeah. suggested we could do something to restrain him, you know, but then he just kind of, he immediately pictured my dad breaking out of any restraint that we might yeah. come so up with. It might be good to just show him your power. Um, you know, in this <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> yeah, I just showed him my dad fitting in the palm of my hand and then me just closing my fingers together until my dad... Disappears. Yeah. He's a little bit in awe of that. And there's another, I think actually that there's another part of me that's concerned that I can't get rid of him. And so I'm just going to talk to that part for a second. Again, you won't get rid of the memories. That's, I don't think that's mm -hmm. the goal. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, this feels like a really sticky thing because it's the subconscious is so like, how can you know with any certainty that you're removing a negative image or entity or? energy yeah I, I, again i think what you can do is build a relationship okay. so, so that when this part gets scared again when a scary memory comes up etc there's a place for him to go he gets he gets to go to you he gets to tell you uh oh that thing's happening again and you get to step in and work your magic set up a boundary give him a hug all those things convert some criticisms into loving statements. Absolutely. Self energy. Yeah. So we're not, you know, we're not doing surgery and getting removing anything. Right. And we're not promising. We're not promising. No, everyone will never no be hurt again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Sending you some self-energy and appreciation, James. Yeah, man. <sighs> okay, now he's ready to decide where to go since he doesn't have a 
some expectation of never getting triggered again. It's like, okay, well, if I if I might be triggered at some point, I might as well go somewhere cool. So there you go. Yeah. Um, where would you like to go, my friend? You can go somewhere in my body, my heart, or the palm of my hand. Or outer space, or outer space, the beach, or the island. Yeah. He wants to fill my body, but in like a, in a new way. Like in the same way that he tends to take, take up, uh, you know, kind of share my body with me. He wants mm -hmm. to continue to do that. But in like a stronger grounded way instead of a fight or flight kind of way. Okay. I think in order for him to do that effectively, he'll need to unburden a bit. Yeah. And do you have a way in mind to do that? or? Um, I'm feeling my eyes roll back in my head, so he's kind of stressed out yeah. right now. You might ask if he's just ready to unload those feelings. Again, we're, you know, ask him where they are in his body. You mentioned um, the back. Um, just see if he's ready to give up some of those feelings from his body. Um, so he's, he's kind of saying like, well, what if I do get attacked? You know, uh, like, I guess what I'm getting from him is that the burdens he carries are to keep him safe. Mm -hmm. So why should he give them up? Yeah, and what's your response to that? Hmm. What is my response to that? <sighs> <sighs> well, if he doesn't feel safe, he doesn't have to give anything up. Sure. That's first and foremost. Because I'm not here to be another coercive agent, agent in his life. Hmm. Yeah, another option I'm giving him is like, what if we just took some of his burdens and he could hold them in his hands instead of in his body. And then if he ever needed them, he could use them. Mm -hmm. And he's actually pretty cool with that. Can I make a suggestion? Actually, you can just to use put one more option on the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's fine. And I, you know, I, it's great. I just want to put one more option on the table, which is about you, you shielding him from the attacks. Well, I've just not been a great inner leader up to this point. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say that I'll do that. Yeah. 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 And you might, 
you know, you'll you'll do it imperfectly, but mm. you can still set it as a as a hypothetical. You can still set it as a as something that you you want. Um, you'd rather you'd rather uh, take the hits than see him take the hits, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just let him know that that's your intention and that you want to work with him on that. But yeah, mm-hmm. any any degree that he would like to unburden those feelings, he can give them up any way he wants. If that's in a palm of his hand, or if he wants to give them up to light, wind, water, fire. So what I'm actually getting is that he's going to hold on to some of his burdens, mm-hmm. but some of them he took out of his stomach and arms and turned into a ball of energy and He's using it as a soccer ball on the beach. Great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but he still has sort of like shoulder pads and, you know, he's he, he kind of wants to keep a tough veneer around my dad and, and, and be ready to run too. You know, he's got his cleats on. Okay. Sounds like progress. Maybe a little knife on the back of his leg. Sure. <laughs> Uh, all, all teens should have those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of like the fight, flight, freeze. Like he's keeping like a small, small trinket for each of those possibilities, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he's definitely going to be playing more and and just be a little tougher. And yeah, I think he's feeling less small. That's great. Yeah, it is great. I'm proud of him. Yeah, well, he's getting less small. He might ask if there are any other qualities he wants to invite in. You know, he's got these. He's got a little bit of his armor and and such still. But <laughs> if there's any anything else he'd like to have in this new, he's taking in like a cocky. Sure, <laughs> like this really fun. Uh, energized, cocky, you know, the energy of like if someone's really good at soccer and someone comes at them to like take the ball from them mm-hmm. and they just start like they get this grin on their face and they just do like they score a goal through the person's legs, you know, it's like, yeah, that's kind of what he's taking in. But also, um, also getting that he's taking in. Like rest and ease. Like I'm also seeing that he's like setting up a hammock on the beach with a pina colada. Hmm. Yeah. Just took something out of his chest and just flung it into space. It's great. Yeah. I feel like he, he's kind of on his own now. Like he doesn't need me doing anything else. But I mean, maybe we could ask him. But. Sure. 
Yeah, and just maybe let them know that you're you're there for those hugs again. You know, like he can have this environment where he's he's this the way he is, but that you're still there for him. Hmm. You know, it's funny, like, in the process of this, he is kind of, he's kind of switched energies from fear to cockiness, right? And mm-hmm. in that cockiness, there's a certain defendedness in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, like, he doesn't want to be too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of hugging me again, he's like, he's like, nah, dude, you got me where I need to be. Like, we're not going there anymore. Like. So maybe I'll just check in with him later. I mean, that makes sense, right? Because he didn't give up all his burdens. So yeah, he's just trying on like a new way of being. Yeah. From super fearful to kind of tough guy, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I, frankly, I think is a, a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. I agree. And I think you're... Again, you have done a lot of communicating with them. You've you've shown them a lot, and you know I don't mm. I don't imagine that it's all just going to be forgotten. No, no, I'm sure. He, well, parts have parts, right? So yeah. He uh, he he remembers even if that's not what he's currently feeling. That I love him and that I'm here for hugs. Yeah. Now it could be a good time to invite back some of those protectors that were worried about you working with this part. Yeah. What a great idea. Just let them see your work and maybe ask them if, if they would like to, I don't know, kind of go through some of the same unburdening, you know, just, They'd like to change their roles at all. Not really. Um, They're skeptical. They're kind of pleased. Um... But mostly like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. And maybe we'll give this part of you a little more leeway to embody and do his thing. You know, it's like, oh, he's toughened up. That's cool. Like, we'll let him be tough and see how it goes, you know? Yeah. But we're not like going to go away or stop monitoring the situation. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think again, just, just make sure that you're still in the conversation. You know, it's, it's not just parts that are reevaluating parts. It's, it's look, it's look what I can do and look at who I am and look at what mm-hmm. happens when I, when I lead. Hmm. Okay, let me let me communicate that. (laughs) 
yeah, I can't remember what the word is for, but they're kind of flipping back and forth between being happy and excited and being skeptical and condescending. Sure. Um, and I respect that, you know, because because yeah. for them, you know, our trust has been broken over and over again. Sure. We've had a lot of false breakthroughs that didn't end up being very useful in life. And so they're like, well, you know, this is awesome. And maybe, you right. know. Yeah. Well, which is fine with me, you know. Yeah, I think just revisiting, you know, that's how you, that's how you turn it into a, turn it into a reality. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a reality now, but yeah, if it, if this is if if it's treated like a one and done thing, then you can kind of bet on it they're going to feel abandoned again. They're going to revert to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those roles again. Hmm. Yeah, which I don't plan on doing. Hmm. Is that all the steps? It's all that are on my checklist. Thank, thanking parts. I mean, uh, you know, the only other one, and I, which I'm hesitant to bring up, just because I, I don't, I don't know. But it's like again, you know, the prescription is check in with these parts every day for a few weeks, and you know that check in can be ninety seconds. Like it doesn't have to be a, an enormous thing. You already have those flashcards. It's really just keeping it somewhere in your mind and remember remembering maybe, yeah yeah i'm sorry to cut you off but can we maybe spend a couple minutes getting to know the part of me that is really mad at you for suggesting that sure <laughs> thank you yeah what does it what does it want us to know i'm going to speak for it out loud okay Well, first of all, I'm feeling like resonating pain throughout my nervous system. So I guess he's in pain. And he's saying, uh, you know, it's fucking bullshit that we have to do all these fucking tasks to make shit happen and mm. to create change and perpetuate change. And the whole fucking thing is just bullshit. You know, if I'm going to sustain it every goddamn day, then yeah. the whole thing is just fucking bullshit, mm. you know? It's just like fake it till you make it or all these other fucking things where you put all this willpower and energy into shit. Yeah. And the minute you let your foot off the gas, the whole goddamn thing falls apart. Yeah. So I'm really not interested in checking in with these stupid fucking parts. Word. Yeah, man. Well, I don't like brushing my teeth. Yeah, hearing you say that, he just says, you know, I, I guess I'll just fucking kill myself. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying it makes sense. It's like, yes. Yes, the system, re the system requires some maintenance to be in a certain, in a certain mode. But he's, what he's saying is we suck at maintenance. So if it requires maintenance, then we're absolutely fucked. 
And you don't have to answer his. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I hear him. Yeah, it's like life is just designed to fuck us, you know. It's like, oh, you got to be consistent for shit to work. And by the way, here's a free gift of ADHD and overwhelm and fear and uh, good fucking luck. It's all circular. You're fucked. You know? Yeah, we're all going to die. You try to fix one thing and then, you know, something else falls apart and it's you're playing whack-a-mole with your psyche. I can't argue. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many fucks to give. We're all going to die, you know, and you choose, you choose what you make time for. You know, He's simultaneously pissed off, but also feeling very heard. So he's he's feeling joy and and rage and relief. Yeah, and what he's saying now is life is such a chore, you know? And there's so much more bad shit and, and discipline and bullshit than there is anything worthwhile, like intimacy or love or play or feeling good in your body. Like, there's so little of that and so much bullshit. I think you can help that part. Yeah. You got his number. That's a good start. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what I was thinking right after I said that. I was like, you know, I just feel not like it's something like resolve. Like this is a good ending place. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. And thanks Thank for, you all, so much thanks for all, all these parts. Yeah, man. I'm having a blast. I really enjoy it. And um, I'm really happy to be able to work with you. That was like a really cool session. I think so. Yeah. I want I want that one published. I mean that was so cool. Great, great. Hopefully I hit record. <laughs> That's funny. But yes, there's a lot of bullshit. So we'll see. <clears throat> yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh the other thing I was wondering is like is it possible that it would still be worthwhile audio if you modulated someone's voice so they couldn't tell who it was? Um, I've never, I can't say I've never played with that. You know, when I first got into music making and I know it's, I know it's possible. So it probably would be pretty easy now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a little weird for people to listen to like an oddly deep voice or whatever. No, 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 no. Now that I think about it, it would be really quite simple, and we wouldn't have to make it sound like an alien. I mean, you you can change things just enough. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it just doesn't sound like the same person, but it doesn't sound like a weird person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That being the case, I don't see why we can't upload all of them. Cool. Uh, I'll. Talk to you about it well well ahead of time. You're 
you're like number 100 and I just published number 39. So <laughs> we're getting there. That's awesome, man. You're a good dude, James. And you're, you're quite good at this, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm having fun. How many sessions do you think you've done with people? It's, it's around a hundred. Um, I mean, that I've oh, record, recorded them all that I've recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's quite a bit of practice. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, man. Hope, uh, hope we get to do it again sometime. That'd be great, man. All right. Well, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take Bye it easy. Now. Bye. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Yvonne, for your care and diligence in editing the calls. To every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts. And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube, and they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there. And give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you. <laughs>